0: This is the Common Sense Podcast presented by Tamar. I'm your host, Tamar Weinberg, founder and CEO of Tomorrow, and I will be talking to people of all walks of life who have suffered adversity and overcome to rise above the ashes and now make self-care and wellness an absolute priority. Hi, everybody. We are still in the middle of the coronavirus chaos, and currently I am with somebody who is experiencing it, but not in the same way that I guess some other folks in more populated areas are. So I would love to introduce you to Yerlene Ramirez. She will tell you where she is and what she's experiencing right now. And yeah, take it away. Thank you so much for joining.
1: Uh, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to this uh, to this beautiful uh, space and thank you so much to everybody listening right now. I first would like to send everybody love and light transitioning this time that is challenging for a lot of uh, the energy of the planet. and yes, as you said, everybody's experiencing this energy around the planet i'm very lucky and blessed that i'm in a magical place in costa rica which costa rica is just such a paradise we are so small just 50,000 square kilometers of a country but we have five percent of all the biodiversity of the planet so it's a really really beautiful place and not just that i am living in the top of a mountain and it's a peak like the highest peak of all central america and it's beautiful. I wake up with the hummingbirds and the birds and then I go to the river and I talk to the rocks and the trees and, you know, take the energy of the water and then I there's nothing around. So the sky is beautiful, full of stars and shooting stars. Sometimes I count 25, 30 shooting stars uh, at night and it's just like beautiful, beautiful paradise. And, and yeah, I'm very lucky and blessed and To be uh, watching what is happening and unfolding in the planet through this uh, protected little place and that allows me also to do more energy work to support the energy of the planet which is like what I do a lot of that so um, yeah I'm, I'm very blessed to be there and I know that you know that's where I am now and today that was not always like that it wasn't always uh, so easy and happy and beautiful and full of joy for me and i yeah i would also love to share a little bit of that
0: yeah yeah you know i think for you personally i was saying you know we're we're in the midst of like this craziness right now and yet you know i guess in the sense that you're in a countryside not so populated area you're not experiencing it the way that you know, where I am in New York City, right outside the city, we're, we're, we're seeing it. But interestingly enough, the two first cases of coronavirus in Costa Rica are my friends, my two friends. They were with oh. me. They were with me when this happened. They were probably getting, had had exposure. They traveled to Costa Rica, weren't feeling well, got a test when they heard that we were testing, and tested positive, and they were on vacation, and they needed to stay in their hotel rooms the entire trip with a, well, they they actually were relocated, I think, to an apartment, and there was a camera on their door that if they were to leave, it was like, I wouldn't say it's like if they were to leave, they would shoot you on site, but that was the mindset, that they weren't allowed to like leave while they were there. So that dynamic yeah. is crazy, and yet, it, I guess it's 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 pervasive, but your country's taking a lot of the right precautions and it's also not densely populated, so you're doing very well for yourself.
1: Yeah, we're like five and a half million. We have had 668 cases and just four deaths. And you know the four deaths were two, two men of uh, 87 years old, one was uh, 65 and another one was 45 so and all the four of them helping men. No not one woman, but just four that So, you know, that's like really sad but it's not as bad and in other places. So we're very grateful for that. And yeah, it's uh taking a lot of a lot of precautions and things and like just today like I'm stuck in my house, my, my, my car can it's not allowed to to be in on the street today so two days a week uh, people is not allowed to drive and the other days you're really encouraged to stay home and just go out if necessary like grocery store or drugstore or things like that but yeah all
0: right so back to the question of you know you said that you are now in an experience of you know, things are beautiful for you, but it wasn't always that way. I assume that probably ties into what one of the themes of the podcast is, is like your rising above the ashes story. I mean, the fact that you're embracing beauty in a time of really like troubled despair is something that I think that a lot of us can draw inspiration from. So please tell me a yeah. little more about that. I, I And I will say, you know, when I do these podcasts with people, this is just for the, the the listener base here. When I do these podcasts, I don't have this story in advance. So when I come here, I'm really working out a blank, completely blank slate. So it's not like this is my, this is a repeat. This is, I'm learning this as you're learning this and listening to this as well. So please, please mm-hmm. share your story.
1: Well, my story really started when I was like um, 14 years old and I just left my house like with zero. I had... I have 20 cents of a dollar in my pocket and I'm 14 years old. I left I left my house and when I left I have a broken nose and a broken body like the doctors didn't even know how to touch me because he was just um it was just like I was really beat uh, beat up by my parents. So I left there but that's like like um you know, that was a 14 years old. I left with nothing besides those 20 cents of a dollar in my pockets and and then i started to be on on all of my own you know i paid for my high school i paid for my college i paid for everything myself um but then let's jump to that like to two years ago because two years ago is what absolutely like really changed and transformed my life um i was what i think i was being very successful and happy i was 10 days away from married a guy from south africa i was moving to south africa i was three months pregnant and i i was like you know very happy i have already moved a lot of my stuff to south africa suitcases i sold most of my stuff in costa rica and you know i was happily pregnant happily waiting to go marry my love in in you know in 10 days when i had this accident and I had an accident where I fell from the height of a fourth floor, and not like no one like really survived falling from a fourth floor. I did, and when I uh, when I had the fall, I hit a solid cement empty cement pool. So I broke my whole spine and my leg chattered into ten pieces. So I woke up the next day with the news that I will never walk again, and uh, my uh, wow. leg needed to be amputated and you know cut. And then to me it was like what's going on like this is really really like challenging and i didn't know so they found wait, a doctor
0: wait, how, how did how did you fall
1: yeah uh, i mean the fall and how it happened is something that i had really to do a lot of uh, a lot of internal work to release and forgive and let go because you know coaching and training is like my thing so i'm There was this really, really like wealthy woman. She lived like in a five million dollar house here in the mountains in in Costa Rica. And she was I didn't really know her. I've just seen him like two or three times, but some someone gave her my contact. She called me like at eight o'clock if I could go and, and do a session with her. She was going through a lot. And, you know, um, at that time, my rate was like a thousand an hour. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to make two thousand dollars now and go there and, and, you know, make some money. And I went there to have a session with her and we had the session. She invited me to stay for sushi. And then she said her friend was coming. And then I was talking to my fiancé because, you know, it was 10 o'clock in Costa Rica. but that time, it was 6 o'clock in, in the morning and the next day in South Africa. So, yeah, my like my guy always called me every day when he woke up. So he called me. I was talking to him. The friend came and gave me um, just like a little gum, but it was like a gummy bear that I ate. And they like they never told me the gummy bear had a drug in it. Wow. And, and it had um, marijuana. And I never... Like smoke marijuana or any kind of. My body was totally virgin to all to all of that, you know. Besides having a glass of wine sometimes, my body was like I'm never, you know, no cigarettes, no weed, no nothing. So um, the reaction of my body was very very strong, and I just received this thing. Like I started work, like run, 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 and I started running, and I fell into a cliff because when.
0: Wow, that is crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. Well I, I will say that I do we're doing a face to face here. We're doing a Skype call and you're moving around. I see that. So let's let's talk about that. Thank God you're yeah. here. Thank God you're here. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I was in the um, in the hospital. They found a doctor to reconstruct my leg in titanium and not to have to cut my leg. So he did that, and then they found another doctor. They said, well, we can perform a surgery. You have 80% chances of die, but if you make it, you have opportunity to be able to walk again. And I say, I take it. So I had that surgery. They rebuilt my spine in titanium too. So, and then um, when I finished the surgery, I called my fiance in South Africa to say like, hey I made it alive like I'm alive and he replied to me this relationship is no longer good to me Uh, we need to break up and then like he leaves me right there in pieces when I'm like you know just lost and our our unborn child just you know I'm broken in pieces in a hospital bed 10 days away from moving to South Africa with all my stuff already there with all my stuff in my house sold everything so I'm at that point, because I was moving to South Africa, I had canceled all my insurance, so I was left in two hundred thousand dollars debt. And as I said, I was left mentally broken, spiritual broken, emotionally broken, heartbroken, and physically broken. So is, you know, basically. I thought that there was like rock bottom. Rock bottom. I didn't know rock bottom had a basement. So I was at the basement of rock bottom. So yeah, you, know, you know, and know. I have kids. And I had to care and provide. I'm the provider of my kids. So it was like a big, big challenge for me at that time. Yeah.
0: Wow. 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 I, I mean, I've heard some stories. I've been, you know, been doing this for, for since like the middle, like, the, like last year, the end of last year. And this is the story. This is the story to take away all stories. Uh, wow. Yeah. So so I obviously I think there's gonna, there are a couple of uh, unanswered questions here. Number 1 and I will ask I will ask them both so that they stay at the top of mind here. Number 1 is why would he do that? And number 2 is did the people who ended up drugging you get any consequence?
1: Well, I did. Well, first my brother said like I want to kill that woman. Like he really like he was of so a much- But, you know, I realized then that these kind of people that they move in certain circles and things like I learned later than, you know, uh, these people, sometimes they don't want to have their name in the news or things like that. They can really do like very low things to, you know, to protect their name or their family or things. And I was just like, I really believe like like God is my lawyer and everybody will always receive what they what they need. And I also have a deeper understanding spiritually of that You know, people are just characters in our life and and we have like a contract, we have like a life and and something that we came to do into this planet. And I think that that, that this person, even though it caused a lot of damage to my life and I end up almost dying and losing everything I had, uh, the amount of gifts and blessings that I have received uh, from that accident, I am deeply honored and blessed by it because it just was a deep, deep change and opening into my life and that that is beautiful so I bless this person and I actually you know bless this person I forgave this person and I believe you know I have released the guilt and the things because at the end everybody's just a character uh, playing in the role of our life for whatever reason my soul thought that it needed that to grow and expand so so yeah it was like um I I don't I don't hold like uh, any kind of like regrets or any kind of pain or hate to this person. Is I just bless this person. And as for him, why he would do that, I don't know. You know, I don't know. He he probably didn't know if I was going to walk again. I have just lost the child we were expecting. Uh, he was younger than me. I don't know. He was at the other side of the planet. He couldn't come. He couldn't come back to see me because he was working. I don't know. What is it? Or maybe he just didn't love me as much. You know, maybe. it's, a, I don't know. <laughs> that's,
0: that's crazy why someone would do that. You know, the only thing I could possibly think of is that he met somebody else. I can't, and that's not to dismiss what you've offered, but like, what in the world? That's just crazy.
1: So, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he, I was 10 days away from moving there and like marrying this yeah. person he met a person right away. I think that he got scared or something. I don't know. That's, that's valid. That's valid. Just scared being fear
0: fearful of what's Yeah, I
1: mean he brought what he needed to bring into my life, his mission and his awareness and I'm deeply gra- grateful to him for that. But you know, I release really it. I wish him happiness. I hope I hope that he can be happy and that he can find love and happiness and joy. And yeah, like I truly really believe that. And and for me, it's like it was a challenge. I was left like a, a paralyzed. I was like a I was like a grown up baby. I needed to have my diaper changed. I needed to have people feeding me on my mouth. I needed to have people giving me a sponge bath. Like I couldn't do anything. And then I couldn't work. I was, you know, I was afraid for who was going to provide for my kids. I was like, um yeah, I was in deep pain physically, so I didn't even know what what pain to feel like if I should feel the pain of my life the man that I love just left me or if I should feel the pain that you know I I just lost my unborn child of the pain that my body was destroying to pieces of the pain that I was massively in debt or you know it was like a lot of pain together and that's why I I think that it was like I I was in hell and I, I always tell my clients that I know health pretty well and I know the way out, you know, cause I've been there. I, I've been there. Um, and yeah, and that's why I, I help people today say that it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you feel your life is right now. It doesn't matter what you think you're going through. I, I just been there, you know, broken heart, broken body, broken finances, broken spirit, broken mind. Like I, I've been there. I understand deeply. It's not that. It was one thing. It was like all the things at the same time. So, wow. so yeah, it was a-
0: crazy.
1: And and then coming out of that, it was like started really applying what I knew. Like I know a lot about the mind and the brain. I do have a specialization in blame brain plasticity and neuroscience. I i have studied so much NLP, neurolinguistics, neurosemantics, um neuroscience. So I do I I do um I did a lot of studies on things, but this was the you know like the testing of all that and to really doing it. And then I started like working with energy, challenging energy, rewiring my mind and, and doing what I had to do. And then the doctor says, with a lot of therapy, I may be, well, be able to walk again in two years because of the damage on my spine and my leg was so big. But, you know, I always said, trust the diagnosis, but don't trust the prognosis because, like, you're the one that knows your, your body the best and you know what you're, capable of doing. So um, uh, I started working with energy and channeling energy and healing and commanding things, energy in my body to move certain way. And doing that eight weeks later, I was able to be walking again. So just eight weeks later, I was walking again At week nine. I was in Bali and Singapore teaching and coaching. And in the last two years, uh, in the last two years, I was in almost 40, 40 cities, 30 countries and yeah helping and teaching and and serving people all over the world because it was like a big calling into to really helping people to transform their life and become just very powerful creators of their reality that they want to have now
0: right wow that's amazing and how long ago was this 2 years ago 2 yeah wow look at you now and now you're like, in the you're in the top, you're at the top of the world. Like, I mean, like literally, not just like, I think mentally I can get it. I definitely get that vibe. But just to think about that, that's, I mean, that this, this story is like truly inspirational. It's really, really fascinating. It's crazy. But I'm like, I'm, I will say, I'm, it, it's, it's really an honor to meet you this way. It's really, well, really an honor to meet you, but like, it's also an honor to have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you. Yes, it has been a beautiful journey. Um, a journey that has taken me to the limits of what we can do as creators, as we can do as humans, how we can connect, how we can regrow and heal our body, how we can really rise from anything. It's like, we're just really like Phoenix. We can rise from anything. We can go higher. We can create a beautiful reality. We can just like really, really change. The reality of whatever it is that we're doing, like, uh, you know, I, I went from being $200,000 in debt and like not having any money living really on care, on, on the charity, people bringing me food and things when I had my accident. Yeah. Within the next year, paying off that debt and making like half a million dollars just by really serving people and helping them and traveling the world and, and surviving all of those things and just getting stronger and then like, Meeting the love of my life 10 months ago and being really happy and just having a deep relationship with spirit, you know, with um, God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to call it. But that's like, that's what is the, the biggest, the stronger thing in my life. And that's for, for me, when people come to me, uh, often it's about connection, connecting to that source, connecting to that spirit, connecting to that energy, and connecting to that cause, and right like uh, when when you connect to that, then I I see the magic starting to happen in people's life because I realize that a lot of us have lived in this connection from that source. So that's like a missing part of the puzzle, and once we have that then we start really, really seeing the magic happening around that. So it's beautiful.
0: And, I, yeah. love it. I love it. I love the attitude. I love the philosophy. And, like, you know, it's really interesting because I've been talking, obviously, about COVID-19 because, I mean, it's hit me personally. It's hit a lot of my family and friends personally. It's hit friends and friends. Like, I mean, all these good people. And they also say, you know, if you're pregnant, genetically predisposed to getting the virus, you're going to have it and you're going to get it. Um, I think that that makes, that definitely makes sense. But like, I'm starting to see that it's hitting even the people you wouldn't think you would get it, who would get it. And so I would say, you know, that that's true, but I, there's a certainly a, a large percentage of people who, who you, why are they had why are they in the hospital? Uh, nonetheless, I mean, I would say that the attitude in general of a lot of people is, is, is more despair than usual, um, it's not. It's like it's the end of the world, the end of the world, the end of the world. And if you asked me about two years ago, if if what my philosophy would be on this, it would also be very negative, like the end of the world, the end of the world, the end of the world. But like I've been writing a lot of pieces. I wrote a few on Medium um, about how I'm I'm really I'm actually this is an amazing time to be alive. I mean, think about the fact that we have a story to tell our children and grandchildren. To, and I mean. I, I think it's it's crazy that we're all going out wearing masks and wearing gloves, but like it's almost beautiful that we're all going masks, going out in masks and wearing gloves. <laughs> it's beautiful because we're all doing what we can to protect the world. And in five, ten years, will this will this be our reality? No, this is like a this is like a thing like the Spanish flu in in the you know early 1900s where we're having this like it's a historical moment. It's like something that it skips a generation usually and then it comes back and I would say that I'm it's it's a very um, it's a very sad time and I'm definitely hard like I'm saddened that people are losing their lives to the virus but it's also an incredible time because we're starting to see the best and the worst in humanity but mostly the best yeah and and Yet, you know, I haven't really had the conversation with any people in the podcast to date where they have this, they're looking at it in a in a really, in a beautiful, beautiful uh, lens. So mm-hmm. it's nice to be with a like-minded individual. I will just say that.
1: Thank you. Yes. Yes. I think that, you know, I, my heart feels and hurt for all the people that have been impacted by this. Like we all have been impacted in one way or another. And I also think that how we hold and what's the image and the hologram that we hold for ourselves and for the planet. I honestly think that it's a beautiful time to be alive. I think that what is being created is beautiful. This pause that, that this energy has put us all on has been so, um, like so, ne- so much necessary to stop to think to go inside to really think to really be grateful for the things that we have for granted every day to give the planet a break to connect better to be closer to be closer to our children to be closer to mother nature to be closer to to whatever it is that is really really and truly important i think that these have given us that opportunity to truly go inside and see what's important and also to be able to transcend you know um to transcend them the you know, to connect and transcend to higher realms and to higher uh, part of ourselves and to connect with the most beautiful intentions and energy that we can uh, broadcast because all that we can do in our part besides of course cleaning our hands and and doing that is the what is the state that we're holding like what's the what's the energetic signature that we're sending out there that is creating and adding to the collective, Humanity, that we are together. So
0: it's really hard to embrace that. I will say, admittedly, it is. Uh, so I I can give you a little bit of a story here. I, I'm i in a Facebook group, or I was in a Facebook group, and somebody had made a comment about how coronavirus has actually helped him. Uh, and somebody, and the moderator of the group wrote, No one should be loving COVID 19. Locked comments. And I ended up seeing it like 2 o'clock in the morning, browsing, and I said, listen, I just wanted to say, here's a a perspective that I want to offer you that's different than his. And I said, listen, I love that coronavirus is making us actually see each other face to face. Mm -hmm. I love that coronavirus is making sure we check in with our fellow human. I love that coronavirus is actually making me accountable for the people in my community. I have no apologies and no regrets. I don't Mm -hmm. think she left that. (laughs) Well actually I know for a fact she did like that I got bans from the Facebook group and she blocked me on Facebook that is how yeah. that is and I understand and I have to say like you know Stephen Kobe who has written you know he's obviously uh, somebody that everybody a lot of people follow he's written these seven um seven uh and I've, I've spoken about him in the past uh in the past I, I, some I highly effective yeah so that, one of the habits is that you need to start seeing from, and that, that he uses that uh, optical illusion where you see the young woman and the old woman, uh, depending on your angle. And he, like, he really drills that point home that you can see the same, you could see one picture and have different approaches toward that picture. He really tries to, and, and he repeats that throughout the book. It's a theme throughout the book that you, you have to see different mindsets. I see her mindset, Um and I will respect her mindset, but I will say that you, she should have been open to mine. Unfortunately, I forget that not any not many people are open to the, see the contrary view, even though the contrary view was a highly it was highly respectful. It, like I would be happy to share this message. No, but I don't want to put out anybody.
1: People is taken by uh there. I I really believe there's this amazing book by Napoleon Hill called "It's Calling Out Within the Devil" because it's from 1938, um and it was just published three years ago but there, in the book there's a part that said that two entities um are present in every every living being in in the planet and one entity is the fear and another entity is the fate so they're both very very powerful and it says that you know a lot of people have like fear and this fear is just to me fear is just fate in the wrong direction like you, you have faith, but you have faith that something's going to go wrong and, and not that it's going to be right. And I believe that, I just trust, I trust that we are um, going through what we need to be going as humanity. And yes, it's very sad that a lot of people have been affected by it. And I also believe that we as humans, we're super powerful and we can rise through anything and we will be stronger, more together, more connected, more aware uh, uh, happier and just, you know, full of joy every time. Next time we see people and we can hug them, that's gonna be a really, really significant, meaningful hug.
0: So, yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think that, you know, especially in your situation where you're in the basement of the bottom, <laughs> that is the, you know, rock bottom. That is the really like place you can't, I, there's no place to go up. For that, in that situation, then, like, there's no place to go down from there. There's only Mm -hmm. up. And I think once you experience a moment that brings you to a rock bottom, however deep depths, however deep in the depths of the rock bottom you are, you are in, uh, there's nowhere else to start to see the world but up. So I love, I love what you have said. I love what you're doing. I love it. And I think that that's exactly the way that I mean, we need to be, we need to live that way. We need to start seeing that right now. And, I, and I've been saying this, you know, my story about the podcast is all about ri- one, one of the three core tenets of my podcast is rising above the ashes right now. Most of us are in ashes because we're in a moment of our lives where we're in a moment of our lives where things are, are low and yet we can bring ourselves and, and, and start to think that we're going to be better and we're going to bring ourselves into into better into like after after this we're just going to be so much of a stronger and a closer hopefully a closer human human race as we've never been before
1: full of love full of connection full of helping and seeing each other uh really connecting with the land connecting with the earth Connecting with the energy of creation, like respecting the nature that we have been given. Just like learning to live in harmony is we really want to make it all together. So I think that is a beautiful opportunity to actually rise higher as humanity. And, and I really look forward for that. Like I'm holding the energy of that. And, and that's what I see coming, that I see lots of hope, I see people really thriving, I see people beautiful, I see people coming together, I see people living in abundance for what they truly, truly need, not what they think they need, we don't need so much shit, sorry for my language, but we don't need so much shit that we think that we need, we have actually gone back to the basics, when sometimes, you know, The, the lady with a beautiful organic garden is more sexy than the CEO with the Ferrari or with all the fancy stuff. You know, it's like we, we really need to go back to, to having that, to having that connection with Mother Earth and with the, with the other humans and, and really see each other as just siblings playing in this,
0: in this beautiful
1: garden that we have been given in this planet.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I love to see people outside now. There's so many more people outside and they're, and most of them are really responsibly social distancing, which is really nice. I think that people are starting to realize, you know what? We have this beautiful earth to enjoy and to appreciate. And thankfully, we are giving the earth a reboot because we are minimizing our travel. We are doing what we can to reduce our carbon footprint as much as possible. And I think it's really nice to see. So to that end, I guess that kind of kind of ties into, and I guess your whole your your embodiment, your philosophy in terms of like your self love is the attitude that you're taking. So let's talk about like your self care routine. What is that looking like? You talked about, and I will say really quickly, we were going to have this meeting a little earlier, but you said you had a very important morning ritual. So tell me a little bit more about that, and let's let's learn a little bit more from that. And from yeah. You
1: very you know i have a background one of my i i've been a kind of a nerd my whole life i have seven careers four master's degree i was like obsessed with learning and handling one of my careers is holistic nutrition and then i have a specialization in Ayurveda medicine so um and you know i do a lot of energy work with people and that so my energy for me is my currency i help and support people through my energy and holding them in that energy and that high energy so for me uh energy is really my currency is what i value the most and is what i live the most my my life every day is like is this loving to my energy or is this not loving to my energy like does this take my energy higher or is this draining my energy so that's kind of like the questions that i um like that i guide myself mostly it's like is this loving to me to my energy is this gonna make me feel more like you know better if not it's like a no a whole body no for me but part of my routine is like i'm very strong into taking care of the body and the immune system and what we eat and the chemistry and the chemicals that we put inside um so I usually wake up my day having like a green uh, green shake or 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 some days it can be water with um apple cider vinegar and lemon and some chlorella, uh spirulina, uh, some chlorophyll, uh some camu camu, uh, it's just like you know, greens or it can be I do different colors. It usually goes with um very nutritious drink and supplements and things in the morning. Um <clears throat> then I usually have, like, green coffee enemas, like, that cleans the liver and cleans, like, the body. So I have, like, uh, green raw coffee uh, enemas. And then uh, from there, I will walk to the river and I will do usually, like, some naked sun bath where no one can see me. Or my bathing suit, if there's people around, but I take, like, I absorb sunlight because I believe in the power of sunlight. And then I will, uh, I will jump in the river and just play in the river and absorb the energy of the river. Then I will do some grounding. Then I'll do some meditation. I will do some breath work. And yeah, and then I will write some. I will like meditate, journal, pray, like do these, these things. And yeah, that's kind of like what I do in the morning. And that is really important to me. Like the things that I, that I do every morning. Yeah. Because wow. it's, it's like it really is the that that energy is um, very important for, for us to, you know, to fit in that energy and to know what is the energy that we're going to have for the day. And, yeah. And I have a mantra that I say that is just like a really a small little mantra that was given to me uh, and that I repeat this every single morning. I repeat this and it just says like... Thank you for another day. Today I surrender my intention to divine intention. I surrender my will to divine will. From this place of humbleness, I ask you spirit to be protected and to be guide in what's next, what's the next inspired action that is going to take me and humanity to the greatest. And that's like, that's like a little mantra that I do
0: every morning. And yeah, that's like, that's, that's what I do. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, I think that those things you have to reinforce these 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 strong words in your minds. I have mm-hmm. I have a little uh, decal in my bathroom that says "Be awesome today," and sometimes I don't read it, but when I do, it has a subtle it it has it definitely has subtle um, it subtly I, I don't know enters your pores and really kind of pr- pushes you in a position where you feel like you need, you're going to keep getting it done. When I run, I listen to an an, an album called "Fearless Motivation." And fearless motivation, mm-hmm. it's seriously that that same stuff, those chants in your mind, making you a better version of yourself. And I will say that while mm-hmm. I don't do it every single day, it really, really it's it's a morale booster. It's amazing. It's really something I highly recommend. But anyway, yeah, if you can tell yourself, I don't know, maybe right after you came out of this, when you were in your ashes, when you were literally in your basement, if you can give her some a piece of advice, what would you tell her? To so me? To myself to a what would you tell yourself yes what would you tell yourself when you were in your rock bottom hmm.
1: yeah i think that what i kept telling myself was like that is it's my choice like that there is a choice into how i choose to be that and what it's like my alternative like is my alternative to be feeling sorry for myself, being broken and feeling like it's the end of the world for me? Or do I want to rise from the ashes of this, like the phoenix, and fly really, really high? So for me, is that we always have a choice, and what is the choice? And, and I want to just finish this with a, a little story that my daughter actually told me. And she came to me, and when I was like in there in bed, and one day I was crying, I was crying so much, and she said, um, and, and she came like, "Mommy, why are you crying?" And then I, she's just like, kind of looking at me like, "Mommy, you're gonna tell that story." And I was in bed, and and I, and then she said, "I said, well, I can't see the path, like I, I can't see the bath anymore. I can't see anything like ahead of me. Everything is gone, you know, the fiance, the baby, the money, the body, like everything." And she said, "Mommy, do you know like ants?" And I'm like, "Yes." And she said, "Well, ants communicate to each other through a hormone that they." that they have in the forest, but sometimes because they are in the forest, the leaves come and they cover the path, so the path that they were creating for each other and that they were living, they cannot see the path anymore, and at that time, the ant needs to ask herself, do I go back like I failed, or do I start taking one leaf at a time, one leaf at a time, because mommy, the path hasn't gone anywhere, the path is there, it's just covered by the leaves, so it's time to ask yourself, like, what kind of ant are you? And that was like very, like very strong for me because it was just like, you know, just just start taking one leaf at the time, one leaf at the time. And just, you know, just answer yourself, what kind of ant are you? What kind of human are you? And that is going to help you make decisions of who do you want to become? And what's the new identity of the person that you want to build from those ashes? And what's the story that you want to tell the world about yourself?
0: wow how old is your daughter that is very profound
1: that is very profound she's amazing she's a very very uh wise soul and she's 15 now but she was 13 at the moment
0: yeah wow no, Getting, learning learning the things from our younger generations that's beautiful beautiful
1: yeah how yeah. I do learn a lot
0: from my kids yeah well thank you so 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 much for for your time I hope that you stay safe Enjoy the beautiful, the beautiful view, the beauty around you and everything else. And I will tell you that I am totally absorbing this, this light that you're shedding. And I really hope that everybody else takes it with them and ho- hopefully goes through what we consider for the most part, you know, as a collective human race here, a very difficult time. But hopefully this will, this will really bring them to, you know, elevate them to higher levels.
1: Yeah, and if everybody wants to have, I, I receive I channel, a meditation that is beautiful. It's 17 minutes and 17 seconds, and it's an activation that I receive in the top of the mountain at time and it's called Rise Over Kneeling, and it's rise over this instead of kneeling to the fear of this new energy. So it's rise above it and not kneeling to it anymore, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful meditation, and if anyone listening, you know, they can go to... Uh, my website and send me a message or to my uh, Instagram here in Ramirez or my Facebook, and they can send me and I will be happy to let anyone have it because it's very, very beautiful and I just felt called to just give it to anyone that that okay. needs it and that wants okay. it.
0: I will definitely 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 make sure that everybody gets it and will I'll link to it and in the, the post for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, thank you very much, really. Thank you, thank you stay safe. Thank you. Bye.
0: Thank you all again for tuning in. This is your host, Tamar Weinberg of the Common Sense Podcast. Till next time...